0: This is Confluence, Confluence. where great ideas flow together.
1: This is Confluence, where great ideas flow together. The podcast of the Graduate School of the University of Montana. I'm Ashby Kinch, Dean of the Graduate School. On Confluence, we travel down the tributaries of wisdom and beauty that enrich the soil of knowledge on our beautiful mountain campus. Becky brings a particular drive to her studies. She put together a fantastic review paper that was published in drafting up her own pre-doctoral NIH fellowship application. She got it funded, which is really pretty amazing. She is so engaged and so wonderful to work with. Uh, Summer of 2021, she mentored an undergraduate student from Puerto Rico And that student uh, presented at the National Society of Toxicology meeting. Becky is a remarkable student and a great role model for, for other students. You just heard the voice of Andre Holion talking about Becky Kendall, a Ph.D. student in UM's program in toxicology. On Confluence, we like to highlight graduate student accomplishments. In this episode, we celebrate Becky as winner of Best in Conference Award at GradCon for poster presentation in a STEM discipline. Open to all graduate students, GradCon is hosted by UM's Graduate and Professional Student Association, providing an opportunity for students to present their research and creative activity and compete for awards in five categories. Becky won for her poster, Antidepressants Reduce Silica-Caused Inflammation in Lung Macrophages, We talk about that project, a creative new line of research about the possible repurposing of antidepressants for use in respiratory ailments like silicosis. Becky has a sterling graduate student resume, including an NIH pre-doctoral fellowship and several publications. We also talk about the Bertha Morton legacy, which for Becky means seeking out ways to address the needs of her fellow Montanans, especially underserved communities who may be suffering from health disparities. We are proud to bring you her story. Welcome to Confluence, where the river is always with us. Welcome to Confluence. Thanks for having me. It's great to see people in person again. And one of the things I wanted to start with was getting the pleasure of watching you give a poster presentation, uh, at GradCon this year, our annual graduate student conference, uh, for which you won best in con. What was that experience like for you?
0: It was a lot of fun. Um, Last year during COVID, when we just had to give an online presentation and kind of video record it, I felt like I'm just talking in the box in the top corner of my screen, you know, and I wanted to see someone face to face and try to understand, try to hear their questions and get the feedback. So it was great to have people milling around and asking questions and being able to explain In finer detail what i've been working on
1: yeah it was a real buzzing atmosphere there's sound all over but did you find that you did get good feedback good good back and forth with people who are asking questions
0: yeah i really did i had people who were pretty engaged and you know gave me points for next time on a poster you know what things i can emphasize and what things aren't as important but it was great to see other people's take on what i've been working on
1: yeah and you know what you're working on in in your particular case is important applied use eventually, right? That toxicology as a field in particular has always kind of got its eye on important applied outcomes. So talk a little bit about that part of your research. Like what do you see as maybe one of the impacts it'll have?
0: Well, right now the research that I've been doing is kind of looking at currently FDA approved antidepressants and how I can repurpose those in respiratory health Right now, respiratory health is of importance in our community, in the world really, with the current pandemic. It's really opening our eyes to how uh, respiratory health impacts the whole. And so just being able to look at these antidepressants, which we've already seen go through rigorous testing to see how they perform in human populations, to be able to repurpose those to combat something that you would see in an occupational setting such as silicosis. And silicosis has actually seen an increase, and it's coming back in many undeveloped countries. But mm-hmm. even in Australia and Israel, where the safety standards are pretty stringent, you're seeing an increase in these acute silicosis cases that are caused by what they think is the artificial stone countertop. And those occupations, you have the generation of huge amounts of dust. And if your breathing equipment isn't up to perfect parameters— then you're going to get an exposure of high levels of silica and leading to this silicosis.
1: Interesting. That's that's a very specific applied case. But then I want to go back a step because – What's fascinating to me about your research is this repurposing part. It's not intuitive that antidepressants and uh, you know respiratory health would be linked. What, what's the theory behind that connection?
0: Well, antidepressants have a certain chemical structure. They're called cationic amphiphilic drugs, and so they have a weakly positive charge, and it's able to cross through membranes. So the cell and then the organelles within the cell have these membranes that are not hydrophilic, so basically not water-based. So you have these lipid interactions, but this drug can pass through those membranes and then it gets sequestered in the lysosome. So basically it enters the lysosome and then it starts to accumulate. And because its accumulation occurs in the lysosome, that dose is going to be higher necessarily than the dose in the rest of the cell would be. And it's able to disrupt the lipid environment of the lysosome.
1: So that's the mechanism. That disruption the mechanism. is yeah. the mechanism that you're interested yeah. in repurposing for right. this other thing. How far away is this research from a kind of applied outcome? I mean, how many steps are down the, the pipe?
0: Well, I'm just at the point right now where I'm looking at the different drugs and seeing if there is any one that stands out above the crowd. I'm looking at four of them, and they all seem to have about the same level of knocking down inflammation in an in vitro cell model. So the next natural step would be to move to an in vivo model in mice, and that's something our lab has done quite a bit of. So do a silica exposure in mice with the treatment of these antidepressant drugs. Um, probably calculated based on what a human would be taking it for for depression.
1: At the at the rough, uh, at the rough yeah. same yeah, level. Yeah, milligrams per kilogram. You yeah. can yeah. You know, yeah. dose it that way. Fantastic. I've, I find that just very fascinating and, and kind of a creative way of thinking about the mechanism that delivers the drug being the thing that you're working on, not the right. outcome. Yeah. Right. What brought you to UM? What was your connection to the toxicology program?
0: I graduated from Carroll College in 2003, and then I focused on raising my three kids at that point. So I took a step back from academia, ended up in Lee for a while, and then we moved to Missoula. Kids got a little older, and so I decided it was time for me to go back to school. Mm-hmm. I'd always wanted to go back to graduate school, and I'd always wanted to stay in Montana. So the idea of the University of Montana and their toxicology program was a big sell for me. Um, I met with Andre Holian in the toxicology program here, And I just loved the fit. I loved that they had so many resources available, and I loved the academic-driven focus of his laboratory and how many research opportunities there were there.
1: Yeah, and for listeners who maybe aren't familiar with the toxicology program here, I mean, Andre in particular has a really uh, strong track record in attracting really talented graduate students and placing them, you know, moving them forward in their research careers. I mean, very strong track record in that regard. And so you, you were kind of attracted to that high research focus.
0: Yeah, for sure. And just seeing how successful he was in placing students, how many connections he's built up over the years in the field, just around the country. So just a lot of opportunities there for mentorship and then for my future as well.
1: So obviously you've had a lot of success here. Um, you won a big uh, NIH predoctoral fellowship, which in your CV is a major accomplishment, but you've recently won the Bertha Morton. Um, Did that have special resonance for you?
0: Um, It really did. Uh, I've grown up in Montana and I've observed a lot of um, toxicology in Montana, especially in Helena, where I went to college. In East Helena, where I had my first home with my husband, we got to drive by the slag pile every day on the way into work. And the slag pile, for those of you that don't know, is just mounds upon mounds of used up material that they got after mining for copper um, back in the 80s and prior to that. So you just have mounds upon mounds of this stuff, but it's still chemically active and it still has toxicological impacts. In fact, they had to replace all of the top layer of soil for the community of East Helena for all those houses so that the children could play in their yards because there's such a high level of lead. So just to be able to see that toxicology each day got me interested in toxicology and got me interested in how to make Montana a better place. And so that's the spirit I was kind of going for when I was applying for the Bertha Morton was just seeing how much she contributed to giving back to the Montana
1: fantastic exactly and and she was a Helena citizen that's right and so there's a lot of connections with your story your personal story Um, we like to elevate that component of the birth of Morton that it's not just for great students which you clearly are but we also want to you know elevate this principle of service and contribution to the overall state of the the state so thank you for that and so obviously you're in a toxicology PhD program. You're kind of moving into the completion stage. You're, you're going to complete here in the next year or so.
0: That's the hope, yes. Yeah. And then
1: what's next?
0: Right now I'd love to do a postdoc here in the Montana area and stay stay close to home. I have three kids in high school. One's graduating this year, and the third is just entering this coming year. So. so I'm hoping four years of some sort of yeah, finishing graduate school and then postdocing in the area.
1: Yeah, and and so postdocs that you would continue to in the, some of the same research area, maybe right. looking at other respiratory issues as well. Yeah, uh,
0: as I've answered questions in my research project, I've also asked a lot more, so it would be great to have the opportunity just to finish up and, you know, answer some of those questions that I'm trying not to distract myself
1: with right now. <laughs> yeah, sure, right. And, and your long-term career goals, I mean, what kinds of work do you imagine doing as you pivot through the research part of it? Um,
0: I've always wanted to work in a capacity in where I... Well, to really just sum it up, to make the world a better place is what I want to do. And the connection to human health right now with my work has been very impactful for me, and I'd like to continue to do that and contribute to overall better health, especially for underserved populations. I see respiratory health especially is intriguing to me, and I'd love to continue to pursue that.
1: Yeah, and, and the mapping the mapping of underserved communities and respiratory health problems is kind of close, right? That a lot yeah. of communities that are experiencing high rates of health problems around respiratory right, health. Right,
0: right. There's yeah. often a socioeconomic role in that exposure, so I'd love to be able to, I guess, illuminate that more to try to see changes happening there.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned the pandemic as one of the sort of subtexts on respiratory health. Have you done any particular COVID-related research?
0: I have not. I've looked at the literature and seen how they have used some of these same antidepressants that I'm using and looked at COVID outcomes, specifically just, just epidemiologically, going back and looking at the records after the fact and seeing the rates of morbidity and hospitalization in patients on these antidepressants, and they've seen a reduction in those. Interesting. Um, So, I mean, it just underlies the fact that it could be something in the respiratory environment that you're able to change with antidepressants that makes it beneficial to combating the virus, this virus and others.
1: Yeah, and it's it's one of the things um, we've talked about a lot on campus and in in research circles that COVID has been horrific. Um, you know, we've paid an incredibly high toll, but the way we've mobilized the research community around addressing it has led to an incredible investment in a, in a very short period of time and a lot of research. So a lot of minds are thinking it through. And so it's, it's kind of interesting to hear that wrinkle. That's another one of these wrinkles that um, out of this you may get data that you otherwise wouldn't have had uh, that allow you to track a different problem. Right. Really interesting. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Confluence.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: If you like what you've heard, you've got Kate Lloyd to thank. She's a student in our MFA program in media arts. Her deft ear and keen editing touch have created the sonic landscape through which you're floating. We'd like to thank UM's College of Arts and Media for providing studio space and talent to support this production. Confluence is brought to you by the Graduate School of the University of Montana. Innovation, imagination, intellect, to serve the state, the region, and the world. You can subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google by searching Confluence University of Montana. Or click a link at the Confluence website, www.umt.edu slash grad. On the Telling Our Story tab, you'll find podcasts, videos, and other media that help us share with the world the groundbreaking research and creativity happening at the University of Montana. Enjoy the float. say it from *Pride and Prejudice*.